Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick. Of course, it is me, your homegirl, your sister in Christ, Amanda. And it is Thursday. Yes, shout out to Thursdays. Look forward to them. I love them. I embrace them. <laughs> so yes, we are still in the month of March and we are still covering some amazing women in the Bible. Um, With everything we have going on in the world right now, it is just really important to just always remember that God is good. No matter what, that is the foundation. That is what everything points back to. God is good and he is still good. So I just wanted to put that out there, right? So like I said, we are still in March and we are still talking about these women. Today we are discussing two women actually, and they are relatives. And no, it is not Mary and Martha. Um, we have a mother and a daughter. Do- well, actually, you know what? We have a mother and a daughter duo, but then some Bible scholars say that we have a mother and a mother-in-law duo. So who knows, right? But anyway, their names are Lois and Eunice, and they are the grandmother and mother of Timothy. Yes, Timothy. I'm sure you guys know who Timothy is. We've actually spoken about Timothy briefly, so you can see that these stories all kind of connect one way or another. Timothy was Paul's mentee, as we mentioned before. Yeah, so you may be thinking um, Timothy is not a woman, but his grandmother and his mother are women. So that's why his name is being brought up. And it's actually really important to note them. I really just found it super cool when I just kind of looked a little bit deeper into it. So like we said before, Timothy was first introduced in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16. And this is when Paul was heading out for his second missionary. That's when Timothy kind of just went along with him. And that's when we first ever even heard about Timothy's mother. But at that time, we didn't learn what her name was. So typically, I like to kind of, you know, give a little backstory. But here, we don't have that much backstory or verses that actually bring up Lois and Eunice. But there are just a couple of verses that we can kind of read to kind of decode. No, not decode. Let me stop. Let me stop being dramatic to kind of just like get the feel of who they were. Right. So the first one we're going to read is Acts chapter 16, verse one. So it says Paul went first to Derby and then to Lystra, where there was a young disciple named Timothy. His mother was a Jewish believer, but his father was a Greek. I'm going to stop right there. So as we can see, um, it says that he was a young disciple and his mother was a Jewish believer and his father was a Greek. So the first point that we're actually going to be talking about is the fact that Timothy's mother was a believer and his father wasn't, right? That's really important to note just because although his father wasn't a believer, Timothy was still raised in the word, like he was still raised in faith. And that is just super, super, super important to me. And it struck out to me because I'm like, Timothy's mom was like, nah, man, like, I don't care. My son is going to know God. <laughs> you get me? Like, he's going to know God and um, he's going to know him very well. I mean, if you read, so this is actually the same chapter of one of the other studies that we've done. But if you read a little bit further, it says that Timothy wasn't circumcised and Paul circumcised him. 
If he was following the Jew law, he would have been circumcised. So I think it's kind of cool to know that Timothy's mom still had respect for his dad and still let him practice some Greek traditions. But when it came to her faith, like that was a that was non-negotiable for her, right? It's like, all right, cool. He doesn't have to get circumcised, but um, he's still going to know God, like I said. So I'm sure some of you may be wondering, like, um, I don't have kids, so this episode may not be relevant to me. But one thing I just want you to think about is the same way you pray for a spouse or the same way you pray for a job or, you know, a new house or new apartment, that's the same way you can pray and prepare to be a mother. Now, I know not everyone wants kids, but if you do want kids, it's never too early to um, you know, just look at godly examples and just look at women and men that have raised kids because that's certainly what I'm doing. So don't just tune out just yet because you may actually, you know, find something interesting. <laughs> so the one thing that you can also take away from that is that I know that there are many people in this day and age that have children with unbelievers. And that may be maybe you're a Christian and your husband isn't. Or maybe you had a child with someone and at the time you were both unbelievers, but then you've given your life to Christ and he's still an unbeliever. You know, you may be thinking that, oh, it's going to be hard for me to raise my child up and, you know, in the word of God. But here's an example right here in the Bible of a woman that has a child with an unbeliever, but yet her child was still sold out for Christ. Like we went on to see how much Timothy had done for Christ and how much he's done with Paul and all the missions he went on and how he was a leader of um, in a church in Ephesus. So it just goes to show you that there is always a way, right? So you may not be able to take your child to church physically, but you can always bring church to your child. Like, don't get me wrong. You could be anywhere at any time praying with that baby, reading the Bible with that baby. Like Aiden is not always able to go to church with me on Sundays because he does go visit his father on the weekends. But best believe every single night that he's here, we read the Bible together and we pray with each other to the point that sometimes I don't even feel like doing it because like it's been a long day. But Aiden will be like, Mama, we have to pray, you know, so for me, it's just important. Um, and that goes on to the next point, which is just planting that seed in your child's life. If you don't plant that seed, I do believe that you are doing a disservice to your child. For most of us, we grew up in the church and a lot of us did kind of like stray away and do our own thing. But think about it. Most of us are back. And why is that? It's because of that seed our parents planted in our lives. I don't know about y'all, but the prayers that, you know, our mothers and grandmothers have prayed for us, they are still working in our lives today. Like those prayers of protection, those pay prayers of peace and prosperity, like, listen, those prayers were not prayed in vain. And um, here we are today reaping the benefits of those prayers of our mothers. Now, of course, we don't pray that our children will stray away from, you know, Christ, but God forbid they do. That seed is always going to be in their heart. Like, you know, the Bible even tells us to train up a child in the way of the Lord. And, you know, when they grow up, they won't depart from it. So once we've instilled that into their hearts, no matter what, they're always going to feel that tugging on their heart to bring them back to Christ. So don't think that, oh, you know, they're too young or they don't understand. These kids understand. These are technology babies. If two-year-olds can operate iPads, they can understand a little bit about God. Like, don't underestimate them. It's whatever we teach them and whatever we raise them up on is what they will 
is what they will know. So ultimately, no matter where that child is in life, they can be 40 years old. That seed will always continue to grow in their hearts, no matter if they want it or not. Like it will continue to grow. And that grows by your prayers and your constant just lifting them up to God and interceding for them. So there's nothing they can do about it. (laughs) You know, it's like, nope. Nope, nope. You're always going to feel that tug to come back to Christ, no matter what you're doing. Because I know I felt that tug. I was like, you know what? All right, I'll give up. Like, I'll come back, (laughs) you know? So that's why it's just so important to start them out from a young age. So the next verse that's super relevant, and that's where we actually learn the names of Timothy's grandmother and mother, is 2 Timothy 1.5. And it states, I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. So as you can see here, Paul is basically saying like, listen, you were raised by some faith-filled women. And I know that same faith is burning inside of you also. And it's just dope because it goes back to everything I just said. Like they instilled that faith and, you know, that vision that they had in themselves. They inv- they instilled it into their child. And here we have Timothy, a young guy. We know he's young because Paul told him like, Don't let anyone think less of you because you're young, you know, like Paul warns him. And that's just so dope because even at a young age, he was still doing so much. I know for me personally, there's nothing that warms my heart more than to see, you know, young men just so sold out for God. And don't get me wrong, like, you know, everyone, I, you know, but it's just something when I see, maybe because I have a son myself, it just really warms my heart. Cause I'm like, yes, King, like serve God, you know, like, so it's just, it just really is amazing to see. And, um, that actually brings me to my next point. And it's basically that, um, Timothy had a good reputation and we know that because let's take it back to Acts chapter 16. So Acts chapter 16, verse 2 says, Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium. So when I read that, I kind of chuckled because, so I was bouncing between Acts 16 and 2 Timothy, right? Just to kind of get some context. But I kind of chuckled on that part because I don't know about y'all, but whenever I'm like in a grocery store, I'm somewhere in public and I see kids basically like, you know, throwing tantrums or just like being bad. And I can't be the only one. I hope I'm not the only one. But the first thing I do is I don't even look at the child. The first thing I do is I look at the parent because I just want to see their reaction. Like, are you cool with this? You know, like, is this is this okay to you? Right. So for me, it's like to hear that Timothy had a good reputation Um, I'm the kind of person that I believe that children are a reflection of their parents, right? So whenever I see a child cutting up and just misbehaving, I just blame the parent because I feel like your child would know better. If you punish them at home for this kind of behavior, they will not come to public and do it, right? So the reason that they're doing it is because they're getting away with it. So it just goes on to show me that Timothy's parents and his mom instilled in him just how to handle himself in public and how to just be a respectable, you know, human being. So for him to have a good reputation amongst adults, most likely, it says a lot. Of course, the older you get, 
people hold you to a higher standard. But when your child is young, you know, you have a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, you know, people still are people are still most likely going to look at the parent and wonder like, listen, what's going on? Like put him in check or put her in check, you know? So to know that he had a good reputation on top of the fact that he was into his word and, you know, trying to honor God with his life, it was just so dope. Cause I'm like, shout out to his mom, shout out to his grandma. You know, people may think like, oh yeah, his dad has a lot to do with it too, but we don't know that. And the reason why we don't know that is because the Bible never even mentions him by name. So for me, that's why I had to talk about these women. Because I'm like, for the Bible to, although they were only mentioned once, for the Bible to name them and call them by name, I do think it's important. Their names only came up once, but yet Timothy has two books in the Bible. He has First and Second Timothy, and he is a product of them, right? Whatever they instilled in him, whichever way they raised him, whatever values that they raised him on, he is a product of them. So for him to have two books in the Bible and to have done all this work for God, listen, shout out to Grandma Lois and Mama Eunice. Like, I'm not trying to be all feminist or women empowerment, but I got to shout out to them. Because if the Bible saw it fit to mention Timothy's dad's name, they would have, but they didn't. So that's why I just got to give kudos to these ladies, because to raise a boy is no joke. We know that. But they did a good job and we do have to give them some credit for it. We really do. In this day and age, I do think that we have it harder. No offense to our parents, but I just think it's much harder to raise kids in this generation than it was before. The world is something else. And I, I feel like an old lady when I say that, but it's just crazy because even from my generation till now, it has been a huge change. So I can't only imagine the way it's going to continue to change and all this stuff going on. So it is our responsibility as women to keep our families covered with the blood of Jesus, to stay prayed up, right? It's my responsibility to pray for my child, to anoint him, to teach him the word of God, to let him understand what Christ did for him on that cross and why he did it, because no one else is going to do it for me. You know, like when he goes out into the world, the world is going to try and teach him everything contrary to that. So that's on me. That's on me to take anointing oil and, you know, anoint his bedroom door and to make sure that he doesn't have any toys that can introduce any, you know, wrong things to him or to make sure that he's not watching the wrong things. That's all on me. So the reason I thought that this episode was so important, because sometimes we do overlook it. These kids are not too young. They are not too young. I don't care if you have a one year old, like not too young. Right. So when we can find women in the Bible like this and we can, you know, mirror their behaviors and look to them for inspiration, we see the product of what they did. I think it's good to note that they exist. I personally, before I started doing my study on women in the Bible, I did not know about no Lois and Eunice. Of course, I knew about Timothy, but I didn't really pay attention to it like that. But then I have to realize, like, wait, he's not an orphan. So how is he able to become the man that he that he became? Right. So, yeah, it's good to know that he had strong women in his life. So, you know, that's pretty much all I just want to say about them. I was just super impressed. Like, yes, ladies, get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> but um, I aspired to be a mother that 
has kids that love Jesus. That's pretty much, if I can have that, I feel like I, I made it in life. You know, like, what? My kids love God. Like, you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so March is coming to an end, man. And I'm going to be really upset when this is over because I enjoyed learning about these ladies. Right. Like, how about y'all? I hope y'all have. I mean, it seems like y'all have. Y'all haven't said otherwise. <laughs> but um, we'll be back to regular scheduled program once March is over. But until then, I encourage you find some women in the Bible that you may or may not know. Read up about them gather some points, and just learn from them. I've been learning so much. From February till now, I'm a whole new woman. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, I'm not kidding. I really am trying to make some progress out here. But anyway, here I go rambling again. I am done. So until next Thursday, guys, be sure to follow Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram. Or send an email to confessionsofachristianchick at gmail.com and I will talk to y'all later. Bye.